You're listening to the Joint Practices Podcast. Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning. With your host, Sean Lamont. I was waiting for woo, 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 Kenny, woo. Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you. And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it. Like a basic bitch. Are you excited, girl? I'm so excited, girl. Welcome to the Joint Practices Podcast. Yo! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans, that's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter, at SeanJPP. No, Mr. Elijah, I have not changed my Twitter handle to to the goat. You should. We are we are not there yet, but I will bring you in first because you have a nice smile. So on the Twitter bird at wrong Elijah is the man. So wrong, it's right, Mister Elijah Arnold. Welcome. Thank you for having me this evening. It's a little weird time slot for us tonight. We're recording this on Sunday night. Because I wanted to be back on the show, and I hated not being on last week, so I have a messed up schedule for the next few weeks. So let's do some Sunday night football recap stuff. But we can't do it without a little breadstick appetizer from the OG Olive Garden Pam. This is Stupid Sicky Steve Knox. What up? I'll try not to cough too much. How you feeling, player? Not hot (laughs) at all. Well, we'll try to keep this relatively short and sweet. So, um, let's get into the meat and potatoes of today. The Jets suck at sucking. Fucking losers. I, I mean, winners. I don't know what the, I don't know how to feel about it. I have a thought, and maybe Elijah, can give me your opinion. I think the Rams should forfeit their right to make the playoffs. Like they should be eliminated automatically. Yes. No, I don't know. Like, you play to win the game. That was a Jets coach that said that. And uh, and they played to win the game. Adam Gase couldn't do the one thing that they wanted him to do, which was lose all the games. So uh, <laughs> he's like, just when you think he can't get worse, he gets worse by being better, I guess. I don't know. Uh, the Sean McVay illusion is kind of starting to fall apart. I mean, he's fine. They'll be fine. But this whole... This whole Sean McVay thing that happened a couple of years back clearly wasn't uh, the NFL changing experience that they thought it would be. And yeah, uh, Trevor Lawrence might luck out by not going to the Jets, by going to Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, yeah, with that loss, yeah, the Jags the take the one, right? They do technically have it because of strength of schedule. Oh my goodness, potato salad. Yeah. Honestly, so if nothing else, it's difficult to take the Rams serious moving forward in this. <laughs> if I'm Trevor Lawrence, I know the Jets are terrible. I know they'll ruin my career. I know all these things. But at least I don't have to live in Jacksonville, Florida. Like, I'll be bad in New York. You know, concrete jungle where dreams are made of. There's nothing you can't do. But... It's not Jacksonville, Florida, so uh, that's a tough, that's a tough break for Trevor. I think this is more of a reflection on 
how fake the Rams are. Like I, I didn't think they would have the record they have this year, but I sure as hell thought they would be playing the way they played today. I mean, you see a a team who has a top five receiver in the league in Cooper Cup, and then you get into a game against what should be a relatively easy opponent in the winless Jets, and all of a sudden you can't play offense, can't move the football. Guys, this ain't working. Yeah, that was this isn't the first weakness. time they, they've they had like a dud game either. They lost to the Niners. They lost to the Niners both times they played. And the Jets. Go look at those two teams and who's playing for those teams. Those are not games you should lose. They got waxed by the Dolphins. Nope. I'm all set with the Rams, yo. Yep. All right, we'll move on. Because uh, right before the game, we had a pretty major COVID list addition in Jameis Winston. So the Saints had Drew Brees back, of course, but they did have to play a tight end at backup quarterback. That's a joke. His name's Taysom Hill, and I hate his guts. Must have been out buying crab legs or something. He's eating his W, and so first off, Jameis Winston he didn't have his has mask never on. bought crab legs. <laughs> that is not what the video showed. I would argue this is not really that major. I mean, we're talking about the backup to a backup on a team. Jameis has it. Keeps rolling through. Who cares? It probably won't spread that much. The NFL, you know. They'll be gone by Easter. While I hate them, uh, I think they do a bad job at what they do sometimes from a league perspective. It hasn't run overly rampant. There's been silliness, you know. The Ravens, the Steelers game, all that stuff. But I don't know. Like, single players going on COVID now, to me, isn't even really, like, until we get to the playoffs and it's, you know, Patrick Mahomes or Tyreek Hill or whatever actual game changer for a specific playoff game. It's kind of, I don't know, maybe I'm numb to it, you know? You know, maybe it's the COVID that cried wolf. I don't know. Maybe it's just the flu. Maybe maybe Republicans were right all along. Yeah, I don't disappeared know. I'm tired of the election. election. What a joke. You know what's going to be kind of cool? I think we might actually get the Cleveland Browns in the playoffs this year. That sounds cool. It's looking like it more and more. There would have to be one of those insane scenarios for them to not make it. Who else to do it but the Cleveland Browns? Uh, It would be just like them to flush their season. Uh, Got them. Got them. Well, it's just about time to start talking about coaches that are going to take over for other people in the NFL. And uh, Northwestern's head coach, Pat Fitzgerald, apparently teams are going to submit a formal letter to bring him in for interviews for their head coaching position. I mean, he had a really good season in Northwestern, but if you look at his track record, it hasn't been that great. So this is one of those kind of head scratchers for me, but... I saw this on the outline and thought this was maybe a woman was getting a head coaching job. I had no idea who Pat Fitzgerald was. <laughs> uh, yeah, they uh, they really stifled Justin Fields, so I guess maybe if you're a team who might be playing against Justin Fields coming up, you might want to bring him <laughs> in. Knows how to slow that guy down, but uh, yeah, so it'll be uh, interesting to see if somebody new takes the seat of carousels at NFL head coaching jobs. True enough. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very apt uh, description. Anyways, 
there was football on today. It was less than great for the three of us, but I have to say, two weeks in a row, watching the Philadelphia Eagles has been enjoyable. This is insane. Scored 26 points on offense. We'll all be dipped in a frog's nose hole. Will you, though? No. Why? No. But how will you fit? <laughs> Science. Oh, is it like that movie with Matt Damon where he gets miniaturized? Yeah. Now we're talking. Here we go. No, the Eagles didn't win against the Cardinals, but I hate to say it, Jalen Hurts has injected life into the offense. There, the I think the best thing is he's not only making everyone around him better, like they're just competent on offense. They're you know, moving the chains, they're running an offense, and it's not ugly and horrific. They're taking his shots when they're there. And I have to give Jalen Hurts credit. He's playing well. He scored over 40 points in fantasy, so I'm still going to lose. Thanks for nothing, Cooper Cup. Keenan Allen, you fucking scrubs. Just kidding. Love you. I'm excited when we get to the off season, so we can talk about... What's going to happen with Carson Wentz? Oh, I'm not. I'm not prepared for that emotionally. Without Carson Wentz, this team never wins the Super Bowl. That's all. You just see the all the articles are flying right now. The Yeah, well, the question remains, what will the Eagles do with Carson Wentz? But could there be a scenario where we're looking at what will Carson Wentz do with the Eagles? Yeah, I saw that one too. Was that Schefter that said that? I think it was an ESPN article that he retweeted, but it's, uh, yeah, might get dicey. I saw one earlier too that said Carson Wentz um is going to ask for a trade if he is made the backup. He doesn't want to be a backup. Well, who wants to be a backup? Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel gets paid to hold a clipboard. I, I think like I'd like million it. dollars being a backup. I I'd like to be a backup. I could stand there. I'll hold a clipboard. Or the Microsoft Looks Surface good doing tablet. It. <laughs> I would look below average doing it in uh, my current physical form. And be like, wow, that guy's both skinny and fat at the same time. <laughs> How is he an NFL quarterback? Well, the Eagles lost 33-26 to the Cardinals in what was a very exciting game all the way down to the end. I thought we had tied it up at one point, but Dallas Goddard dropped the ball. It's okay. We'll get him next time. This team looks like it may be fun going forward, which probably meaningless games, but the Giants losing today, Washington losing today, doesn't eliminate the Eagles. I believe if the Giants lose one game and Washington loses out, the Eagles could win the division at 6-9-1. and one. <laughs> Let's say the loss of the, the uh, Washington football team and the Giants today just solidify that the team that wins the division will not be over 500, so... So awesome. Good. Very good. Good. It's going to be a bye week for whoever has the wild card. Good year to get the top wild card spot. <laughs> no kidding. All right, Steve. I have a question, and maybe you can help me out here. What the fuck happened to the Vikings? Uh... You can't stop Mitch Trubisky and David Montgomery, I guess. That's the 
the meat and potatoes of it right there. The vaunted duo. You can't. I mean, you got one sack on Mitch Trubisky. Hardly pressured him the entire game. Um, that's. I mean, everybody knows that's the recipe to beat Mitch Trubisky is pressure him, get into his head, make him start looking around, and make him make mistakes. And uh, the Vikings forced the punt in the Bears' first uh, possession, and then they didn't have to punt again the rest of the game. They threw that one interception down near the goal line, which is the great uh, error that the Vikings needed to get back into this game. And then once again, no semblance of a two-minute offense uh, to be found on this team. They run the ball up and down the field all day long, but when it comes down to crunch time, um, the play calling is Down awful. to the crunch digits. It is awful. They just, uh, you know, shit in their britches. When they had the opportunity to run down and tie this game back up, um, but yeah, I, I sent you guys a text earlier this week, and I said, "Do you know Yannick Ngakwe leads the Vikings in sacks this year? <laughs> Not even on the team anymore. Still seems to be the case." Thanks. So, um, you know, early on, the Vikings' defense struggled mightily, and. I mean, I said many times, you know, if they can't find a way to be better on the defensive side of the ball, then this is a shit season. It's still been a pretty shit season, but I think up until this week, Mike Zimmer's done a pretty darn good job of the guys that he has, and now we're starting to look at you have nobody to rush the passer. Injuries are mounting up everywhere. Obviously, you lost Barr a long time ago for the season, Eric Kendricks hasn't played the last couple of weeks. That made a huge difference in the middle and where David Montgomery had some success. Um, <laughs> I'm really excited for this season to be over, although technically it's not over. There is a scenario where the Vikings beat New Orleans on Christmas Day and then beat the Lions in Week 17. Have the Arizona Cardinals lose their last two games. I think they're playing the 49ers and the Rams. And then the Bears have to lose one game. And the Vikings would be in. Probably not going to happen. I'm not really wishing for it at this point. <laughs> I, that's kind of how I feel. I kind of just wish the Eagles would have been technically eliminated. So we could still root for them to win. <laughs> yeah, I just... But we're not I, going to the playoffs. I'm, I think I'm more content with having like a 6-10 and 10 year and just getting the better draft pick and then finding the best available guy at a spot you really need to help your team next year, you know, get some guys back. You're going to get back your guys that opted out this, that, and the other thing. True. Um, True. To, you know, for me, like the watching the offense, I think the offense, you know, has been great. Um, the only mistake offensively for the most part is, you know, the, the last second interception that Kirk Cousins throws, trying for the Hail Mary, which nine times out of ten, that's what's going to happen anyway. Um, but protecting the ball. Uh, the only other really questionable thing is, uh, what was it? There was still like five-ish minutes, I think, in the first half. And they went for it on fourth and one. And Dalvin Cook got stuffed and allowed the Bears to uh, kick another field goal before uh, halftime. The Vikings did march back down and match that field goal. But it's just one of those like questionable coaching calls. Um, I don't know. 
just probably out of desperation more than anything else. Try and, you know, get a spark and get your team back in it. But, again, they they fought back. They were there. They were within one score many times in this game, and just the defense couldn't get the Bears off the field, couldn't get the ball back in the offense's hands, and uh, that's how it goes. Um, I don't know. Sucks, but <laughs> here we are, 6-8. and eight. And I think the most exciting, the most exciting part of that game was uh, Justin Jefferson getting caught on a high, hot mic, freaking out. <laughs> you oh, see yeah. that clip? Yep. <laughs> Fuck Kirk. Yeah. Pull the fucking ball. <laughs> it's a good luck. It's a good luck. Um, if you guys want a diva, though, he said that. You know, you guys talk about how you just wish your teams were eliminated, and <laughs> well, as someone whose team is eliminated, it feels pretty <laughs> fucking good. I don't have to care anymore or make up these silly scenarios in my head or look at who needs to lose to who. It's over, baby. The Patriots are out of the playoffs. 11 years. 11 years, yeah. Um, and th- and honestly, 11 years ago, they were 11-5 and five and they missed the playoffs. Like that, that year I was very upset. I was like, we got screwed. We're the first ever 11-5 and five team to not make the playoffs. I, I'm outraged. 11 years ago, I was 20 four i don't know i still care about stuff. probably had a lot less gray hair a lot less gray hair and a lot more pissing vinegar in the veins boys so (laughs) this year i am just so tired i'm just so sleepy oh like 11 years ago i was mad and i was like we gotta change rules and this is an outrage i was like i was like a republican after an election am i right boys all right moving on uh (laughs) This year, stop the cow. This year, I am just so glad it's done. Because <laughs> for the last two or three weeks, just reading about more and more uh, ridiculous scenarios about the Patriots being able to qualify, and then somehow this is all like just just silly stuff. And uh, now it's done. Congratulations to the the Buffalo Bills. Uh, good good people in Buffalo. Uh, I like their their wings. Um, <laughs> I like buffalo burgers. They seem great. Uh, sometimes they get drunk and jump on tables. So I'm all for buffalo. Yeah, sign me up. Um, I mean, I'm Speaking not really of happy. ages. We were ten years old the last time they won the division. Let's see, ten years old. I would have been in. What 1995. Are you, 95. What are you? You're in fourth or fifth grade then? Kindergarten, fourth, fifth. Uh, yeah, somewhere fuck. in there. Fourth. Okay. Or fifth. I, don't, I, don't know. I was in. Uh, what the hell did I have for? I was in Mrs. Morse's fifth grade class. Donna Morse. Shout out Donna. Don't know if she's still alive. Great lady. Um, so yeah, the season hasn't gone like I had hoped for. There are some bright spots. Uh, J.C. Jackson's pretty good at intercepting passes. I think he's up to eight. One off the lead. That was a bad decision. Yeah. Holy crap. Not, not a good. Not yet. Um, Tua. Then you've got, uh, you know, you've got your quarterback of the future in Cam Newton. So that was a good decision. Um, that's not- yeah, I remember when they signed Cam Newton and all the Patriots fans, especially at Steve and I's place of employment, were going back to the Super Bowl now, Cam Newton, baby. So I don't know. Look like that. it after the first couple of weeks, too. I don't know them, but. They don't, it sounds like they were wrong. Um, I was cautiously optimistic, 
but with the the caveat of I don't want them to go eight and eight. And the good news is they might not. The bad news is that they still won too many games for what happened. Like Yep. Like we should have tanked for Trevor. You think Bill Belichick's good at winning. If he wanted to lose, he'd be the best at it. He's not gonna accidentally win a game week fifteen like Adam Gase. Idiot. He did a pretty good job of benching Malcolm Butler in the Super Bowl to lose that one. So, Oops. yeah, you're, you're not wrong. I know that that's the go-to joke on the podcast. I know it's very, it's very standard fare uh, to, to talk about that one specific Super Bowl. Uh, if we're talking about texts, I did have, a I thought, a great text to the chain where Sean talked about winning one Super Bowl, and I was like, yeah, imagine if you did that and then did it five more times, and then we're in the same orbit. Orbit. I don't know. <laughs> I'm up past my bedtime on a Sunday. I'm I'm grumpy. I'm I'm sorry, Steve. I didn't mean to yell at you. Well, I gotta ask because we get a lot of tweets about this. We've had like 400 iTunes reviews. People want to know what kind of shirt are you wearing tonight? I thought Jurassic Park, but then I thought it might be all that. Jurassic Park, baby. Oh, it is the Jurassic Park. Okay. I, actually, I was going to give you major props if you were wearing an all-that shirt. That would be, yeah. Whoops. And also my Kushnock Brewing sweatshirt. Shout out Kushnock Brewing. You don't listen, and you're not a sponsor, but I love your beer. Also, I'm drinking Baby Jesus Milk Stout from Grateful Grain. Oh, <laughs> blending into Donald Trump's butt. <laughs> <laughs> it just looks like you're drinking a tall glass of Donald Trump. <laughs> drinking shit. I, that's not something I would like to drink. <laughs> oh, man. Well, as we said, we are recording this on Sunday night. The Browns have defeated the football giants of New Jersey. So why don't we just uh, assume, I know that makes an ass out of you and the guy next to you, but let's assume the Steelers win. <laughs> For giggles and turd wallets, let's check out the playoff picture. Powerhouse, yeah, they building up the dream scene. Sleeper teams keep trucking. Watch out for the six Playoff picture clearing up. Unlike Steven's eyes. All right, playoff picture after week 15. Just two games left. It's going to be so nice when we talk about the playoffs. There's no pressure for us to be like, Oh, our teams are playing. Oh, what's going to happen? We're just going to be like, yeah, who cares? Eight seed all the way. Who's to say? What even is life? All right. In the AFC, the Chiefs are the one seed at 13 and one. After that impressive defeat of the Nolan Saints. That was a pretty good game to watch. I enjoyed it. All right. So the two seed is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Regardless if they win or lose, win or lose, win or lose. What I was going to say is if even if the Chiefs had lost, they would still be the one seed due to conference record. They hold the tiebreaker. Keep that in your pocket for next week. All right, the Bills, 11-3, AFC East champion Bills. Doesn't even sound right coming out of my mouth. 
More like the AFC least, am I right? Wait, who would the Steelers be hosting in the playoffs? The Steelers would be hosting the Miami Dolphins. It's funny to look at the numbers, too, because the Dolphins still have like a 57% chance to miss the playoffs. Yep. It has a lot to do with tiebreakers, uh, because the Ravens would have the tiebreaker over the Dolphins. And also over the Browns, if they were to tie with each other. So it's more likely the Ravens bump up. They're currently in the eighth slot, but they do have like a 85% chance of making the playoffs based on their record uh, opponents remaining. So I said the Bills were the three seed. They would be facing the Indianapolis Colts, who are 10-4 and right now. And then the other matchup would be the Titans at the four seed hosting the 10 and 4 Cleveland Browns. Raiders are technically still in the hunt at 7 and 7, but they are fading fast. And as I already said, Ravens 9 and 5. Outside looking in currently, but they can still get in, probably will. Into the NFC, the Packers still hold the one seed at 11 and 3. They look pretty damn good. They would get the bye. The two seed would be the Saints at 10 and 4 after a tough loss. They would at this time be hosting the Arizona Cardinals, who are 8 and 6. Then you would have the three seed Seahawks, who are 10 and 4. And can I just say, uh, Russell Wilson has fallen off a cliff in the last few weeks. He is not playing great. No. They sneaked out a win against Washington, but they still don't look great. Uh, as the three seed, they would be hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 9-5, and five, who, if they weren't playing the Atlanta Falcons, should have lost today. But, of course, Atlanta's like, hey, guys, watch this. Home yeah, go ahead and score 31 points in the second half. It's fine. Jesus. So, as the... Standings currently seed the Washington football team would hold the four seed and host the crappy Los Angeles Rams in a game none of us want to watch. In the hunt, the Bears at seven and seven, Vikings six and eight, and then the rest of the NFC East is technically still alive, and that is terrifying. You almost hope the uh, Washington football team wins out just so they can be eight and eight and will have a respectable champion. And I say respectable. (laughs) Loosely. So that is the playoff picture. There's only two weeks left. The Jets have lost the number one pick in the draft as it currently sits. Elijah, since the Patriots were eliminated, they are currently sitting at the 11th pick in the draft. How does that make you squeal? That makes me feel bad, and I'll tell you why. Because what I could do is just look at the value of the 11th pick and then translate it into third and fourth round picks because that's what they're going to trade it for. So that 11th pick will become probably, and this is a guess, 10 third and 56 fourth round picks that never play football. So that's why I don't feel great about it. I could see a scenario where one of these teams that, uh, you know, like a Cleveland Brown team, for example, ends up losing in the playoffs because they 
don't have a guy to cover, you know, the number one receiver on the other team. And the Patriots are like, well, we got Stephon Gilmore. What do you think about uh, swapping a first for that guy? And they're like, ah, we got the 27th pick, so why the hell not? And then the Patriots package 11 and 27, try and move up a few spots and snag one of those quarterbacks. Steve, while... Or they just trade their first for Carson Wentz. While the words that, honestly, both of you just said make my britches a little tight, it won't happen because it never does. The Patriots have done amazing things in the past two decades, but one thing they have, I don't think, ever done is excited me with a first-round pick. I don't remember the last time it happened. Gerard Mayo, maybe? Uh, It's not something that happens, even when they've got a shot at it. Even in second-round picks, like someone's sitting there, and you're like, hey, you should really take this guy. And they're like, you know who... I'm not going to make the Lenore Ryan joke. I'm not going to do it. But they're going to, they're going to, but, all right. They're going to draft a guy from the Lenore Ryan. It's what's going to happen. They've, they're in with Kyle Duggar. It's now a Patriots pipeline. So I don't think they'll draft a quarterback high because it's too obvious and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Who's the answer at quarterback? The, they're, uh, I don't know. Oh. Warson Kentz? Yeah, exactly. Carson Wentz's brother, Warson Kentz. Yeah, he'll show up with a mustache and glasses on, just like... Uh, Uncle Rico? Yeah, just like Uncle Rico. He can throw it over the mountain. I don't know. You know, one name I have heard thrown out there is Matt Stafford to the Patriots. I've heard that, too. To me, a retread quarterback seems substantially more likely uh, than... Looking at it, if you're looking at Bill Belichick's age, if you're looking at where everything stands, he had said all along he's not going to be one of these coaches that hangs on to you know 75 and just tries to rack up wins. So we're getting close, and I'm not calling for Belichick's job or anything. That's stupid. That's not what I'm doing. What I'm saying is that if he drafts a quarterback, I mean... Until a quarterback is Super Bowl ready. What's the earliest turnaround? It's definitely not rookie year. Uh, it's very rarely second year. You're looking at three, four, five years, depending on having a quarterback that's good enough to get you into the playoffs and make a deep run traditionally. It's three years from now, Bill Belichick will be on the wrong side of 70. Who knows what the team looks like? Maybe he makes another couple runs at it, and if he's trying to do that, it's going to be with a retread whether it is Carson Wentz, Matthew Stafford, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, my God. Matt Ryan. Cousins. Matt Ryan. Yeah. uh, His wife's from Maine, so maybe they'll – yeah. Oh, it hurts to think about. I mean, he did go to Boston College, so why wouldn't you want to come back? And he is from Philly. And his wife's from Falmouth. I saw uh, there was a Twitter article that I was reading about the likelihood the Jets could trade Sam Darnold to the Patriots. And the first comment that I came across on it says, you know what's going to be funny is when the Jets lose the number one overall pick, and this was prior to this week's games, which they have now done, 
And then Adam Gase remains the head coach and has all the confidence in the world to Sam Darnold, and they don't even draft a quarterback. <laughs> They're going to take Sua so Pene, the freaking offensive tackle. Yep. What a bunch of rusty clams. All right, I'm tired of talking about terrible, terrible things. Let's talk about some studsies and dudsies. Soopy doopy doopy. Hit it. Studs and duds, studs and duds. It's all time for studs and duds. Studs and duds, week 15 is here. Get used to it. Elijah Arnold, you're looking handsome as always. Could you do me a favor and just give me the old stud? Uh, the old stud is the young stud, and that's Josh Allen. Uh, he grabbed me by the wiener. He, he went out. He played football. He was a man. He's 40. Uh, no. Uh, the, the, the game was good. His season's been good. He throws the ball wicked hard. Josh Allen's a stud. He wasn't even born the last time the team won the division. Yeah. Right? That's weird. Uh, my first stud was Derrick Henry. Leading the league in yards and touchdowns. 24 carries, 147 yards, and two touchdowns. Now here's the big question for you boys. 1,679 yards. That means he needs 321 yards in the next two weeks to hit 2,000. Will he do it? This sounds like a Lay Miz song. I'm sorry, how many Not yards Les Miz. again? What's he that? He needs Musical. 321 in the next two weeks. I believe they play the Packers next week. And oh, yeah, he'll get it there. <laughs> and then... Uh, they finish up week seventeen against the Texans or at the Texans. So a lot oh, of yeah. a lot of times, like coaches say, they're not uh, playing for records or whatever. To me, Mike Vrabel seems like a guy that will absolutely do that and break the the whatever unre- He he'll he'll pile it up in the last game if he has to. Yes, I th- I think yes. Yeah, I mean he'd still need like another what, almost two hundred yards. On top of that, to break the single season. That's record. a no. So That's a no. 500 yards in two weeks is a far cry, but a 2,000 yard season, I could see it. Jesus, if he does, if he scores 500 yards in the next two weeks, I will drink a beer live on the podcast. Again, <laughs> I will be a flam quested. All right, my first studly is the Eagle Killer himself, Kyler Murray. 27 to 36, 406 yards, three touchdowns, a silly pick, a silly sack, and a silly fumble. But he was uh, lighting it up with the game on the line. And I swear to God, everything he throws up just magnetizes to DeAndre Hopkins' hands because that guy catches literally everything. Kyler. Funny Go that ahead, you mention it. Because my second stud was knocked a bomb himself. Nine catches, 169 yards. Nice. And he also caught a touchdown, which was a pretty ridiculous catch. Uh, so, yeah. Hell of he had day. three crazy catches day. in this game. Yeah. Uh, just that touchdown in general was Gross.com. unbelievable. 
Go ahead, Edot. Yeah, uh, my second one is Calvin Ridley. He is taking over for Julio. He's doing a great job. Uh, Matt Ryan, future Patriots great, is throwing him the ball, and it seems to be going pretty <laughs> good for him. So shout out to Calvin and Matt. Can't wait to have him on the Patriots next year. Yeah, you're going to have Matt and Julio. That would be funny. <laughs> package deal. What's a package I'd sign for? Yeah, baby. How about this package? My number two stud is number two in our hearts. That's right. To the goat. Did it for Elijah. I'm going to go ahead and spray you with a little Jalen Hurts action. After he went 24 for 44, 338, three touchdowns. Unfortunately, he was sacked six times, so he fits right in with the Philadelphia Eagles. But he made Philadelphia football fun again, and for that, he is a stud in my heart. To the GOAT this week. Almost got it done. Almost. Let's hit the duds. And I'll go first. I'll just round the old corner ski here. And we'll start with Taysom Hill, who is a complete douchebag and is a fuck and steals all the goal line carries from Alvin Kamara and cost me my fantasy season. So that makes him a dud. I went with the Rams as my number one dud. Uh, For obvious reasons, they lost to a team that hadn't won a game yet while they're making a run at the playoffs. So Sean McVay once again has his head up his own proverbial ass, as the kids say. Hey, my first stud's Adam Gase because he was supposed to lose and that idiot won the game. (laughs) What a dummy. That was just dumb. He is dumb. He's so dumb. If he was ever going to work in this league again, he needed to lose and prove he's a company man. And instead he went all wild card bitches and won the game. Idiot. That's why Adam... Toadstool. All right. Uh, My second dud's also coach. His name is Bill Belichick. Because I said in the beginning of the year, the worst thing the Patriots could do was post a number right around 500. And they have aimed for mediocrity all year and proved it again by just kicking field goals. Not trying to win. Just kicking field goals. We're just a field goal team. Let's see if Nick Folk is good. Let's see if he's our future. Ugh. It's a dud. Death by paper cuts. Uh, Speaking of death, my second dud is the Minnesota Vikings defense who just, I mean, you couldn't stop Mitch Trubisky who's, I mean, how many times have we seen this guy just look lost on the football field? I mean, I think the Bears have beat the Vikings in five of the last six matchups now and boy, oh boy, for a guy that should be coaching up the, uh, the defense in the head coach, Mike Zimmer. They don't do a very good job against the shitty offenses, so. Big dud. Dud, dud, dud. My last dud is Mr. Keenan Allen for an absolute ghost appearance in Thursday Night Football. Don't tip me. He was, yeah, he went on TV and had to open his mouth and say, don't sit me to all his fantasy owners, and then he puts up 2.6 points. Costing me my fantasy season. <laughs> Seem to see a trend here. Here's what he actually yes. meant. He meant don't, comma, sit me, exclamation point. 
well, maybe he should work on his grammar because fuck, man, I had his backup on the bench who scored 15.7 points, which would have given me the victory. I'm now out of the playoffs. He's a fuck. So he he didn't have a target in the second half, which is ludicrous. But anyway, wasn't really on the field in the second half. No, he wasn't. It was stupid. Let's do something fun, Elijah. Please, that's the week. Having a good time. Please, that's the week. Never a all right, plays of the week for week 15 will not start with Elijah. They will start with me because mine isn't really a game-altering play. In fact, it had no bearing on the outcome, and that was the fail Mary Mother of Jesus, the end of the Cowboys 49ers game. C.J. Beathard came in for an injured Nick Mullins. Talk about a bad quarterback room. Beat had. Old Beta just heaved one up, and Kendrick Bourne just straight up mossed like four Cowboys, went straight up in the air and pulled that ball down. Awesome Hail Mary execution. Always deserves props on this show. So I'm going to make it my play of the week, even though it did not change anything. Yeah, it would have been great if they hadn't just kicked an onside kick straight to CeeDee Lamb and let him take it to the house. <laughs> yep. Um, My play of the week... How about this? A punter. Rigoberto Sanchez, punter for the Indianapolis Colts, is now a cancer survivor. Came back into the season here for week 15 and uh, hit two stellar punts. So congratulations to Rigoberto Sanchez. Coming back. Wish you good health moving forward. And uh, a steady career. That's a hell of an accomplishment. Elijah? Now I choose when Tua threw that stupid interception to J.C. Jackson. It didn't change the playoff (laughs) picture. It didn't change the game. It wasn't quite butt fumble territory, but it was bad. And I did like watching it. So that's why, to me, that's the play of the week. Play of the week, play of the week, play of the week. You want to know something crazy, too? Um, This has nothing to do with plays of the week. I'm sorry. But punters are people, too. In the Eagles-Cardinals game, our punter Cameron Johnston got absolutely obliterated on a fake punt. I mean, a block punt. And had to be taken out of the game due to a concussion. The worst part was that it took like two punts later before the broadcast team realized that place kicker Jake Elliott was punting. <laughs> good job. Also, Akib Talib, not good on commentary. Yeah, okay. Um, I had an honorable mention for play of the week with Des Bryant catching his first touchdown since 2017. Mm, the good old days. Also... With the Jets winning today, it was their first victory since December 29th of 2019. <laughs> they almost won a full oh my calendar God. year, nine days away. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald almost won a full calendar year without a touchdown. He caught a crazy touchdown today. Good for him. Larry Legend, the Eagle Killer. 
They all eagle killers, huh? Yeah, if you play against the Eagles, you're usually an eagle killer. <laughs> Except Tom Brady. Oh, who's that? <laughs> Did you guys miss me last week? Well, yeah. You listen to the episode and how it got all fucked up edited-wise? <laughs> so what happens when I try to edit at 3 in the morning. That was my bad. I left a drop in there in the wrong episode somehow in the middle. <laughs> I have literally no idea how that got in there, but... I'm listening in the car, all of a sudden the pick'em drop hits in the middle of studs and duds, and I'm like, what the fuck? Am I getting a phone call? Is this my <laughs> ringtone? You have ringtones still? Yeah, mine's The Walking Dead, but my phone's never off vibrate, so you never hear it. I wish I could buy a phone that didn't have ringtones, like it was just permanently on vibrate. A new idea for the iPhone 13. Got him. We better uh, copyright this podcast. Sell a million copies. Sell a million copies. Mm. All right. Well, folks, stay tuned later this week for the Pick'em Show, which I unfortunately will not be a part of due to a change in my work schedule in the next few weeks. Over to you, Sean. You will hear some more over to you, Sean, and I will insert my picks. I hope you enjoyed my witty banter with Elijah last week. <laughs> I would like to say you, you had the advantage. <laughs> I to be clear, to just so you were saying. Just so you guys know, I literally, behind the curtains here, I opened up our Google Drive and opened up the Pick'em episode outline and I, without looking at you guys' picks, I inserted all my picks. And then I listened to the episode and recorded over it while I listened. And so I did not know what you guys were picking until you picked it. You're a man of principle. It was fun that way. And I felt like I was kind of there with you. <laughs> but it was almost like you guys couldn't hear me. <laughs> so I just rolled like with that. it. <laughs> There's one point Elijah's like, it's so weird talking to somebody that's not here. I'm like, how do you think I feel? That's <laughs> where you should have punched in. I really wish someone was here to talk to me right now. Yeah, right there. <laughs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for this episode, episode 135 of the Joint Practices Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody to not be racist and not stop talking. Do not stop talking about racism. Use your voice. Use your white privilege if you have it. And if you don't think you have it, you probably do have it. Got my Black Lives Matter sweatshirt on right now. Man of my word. All the way. Hey, you guys know anybody that wants to be on the show? Because if they did, all they'd have to do is send an email to jointpracticespod at gmail.com. And we'll schedule them their very own episode of our show. Anybody that wants to. Anyone. Anyone. You? you? I'll, uh... I'll go you? ahead and ask the lady that's going to stick a swab up both of my nostrils tomorrow get my COVID test. I say, hey, I host a podcast. If you're interested, just go ahead and email this email on my inner piece of paper. <laughs> and then just walk out. <laughs> just, uh, well, I'm going to do it. Um, it's a drive through thing at my doctor's. So you have a big blue tent. You just drive in it. I got to bring my kids with me. Whoa, uh, no. Yeah, so they're both... Both of them woke up this morning with temperatures over 100 degrees, so 
We're in good shape here. Fuck. Over in the Knox house. So I'm hoping to get good news that this is just a flu, cold, something. Or rather, I come back to work on Wednesday. But I might have to quarantine until uh, after Christmas. It's been, it's been a fun five days so far. We'll be safe. Please. I haven't gone anywhere or done anything, so just been sitting in my house, chugging water and coughing my lungs out. Well, you look good doing it. <laughs> I try. I'm wearing this <laughs> Stop is the new go t-shirt. <laughs> hey, it is. Uh, wherever you're listening to this podcast, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Blueberry, go ahead, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Please and thank you. Share it with your friends and uh, wear your mask. Wash your hands. Stay six feet away and uh, great way to stay in shape. Yeah. Uh, guess we'll talk about Twitter after that. <laughs> Always the nice, easy lead in. Uh. <laughs> Or if you're healthy and not quarantining, or if you are quarantining, uh, you can tweet us at Joint Practices, at Sean JPP, at The Knox Says, at Wrong Elijah. Send us a tweet with a hashtag, hopefully Steve doesn't have COVID. Uh, that's too long, isn't it? Uh, no, that's what. Yeah. Uh, and let us know you're listening. We would love to hear more from you. Um, I hope you feel better, Stephen. <laughs> Doing my best. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> I might have COVID. I gotta get tested. Elijah, yeah, so tweet at us. <laughs> well, what am I supposed to fucking do? <laughs> it's what the script says, and he's down here like, yep, so it's not good. And yeah, I'll probably have a Try. really dangerous uh, disease, and I'll have to stay in my house for two weeks. And then it's like, hey guys, who wants to talk about social media? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Easy transition. Easy transition. <laughs> Maybe next just time. Lob you should. that friggin' underhand toss. Yeah, yeah. Whack it out of the park he, and totally <laughs> whiffed. Teed it right up for me to talk about <coughs> stuff. Alright, yeah. Um since the Patriots are out of the playoffs, I don't have I I'm not gonna say on a Cincinnati or anything like I usually do. It's a day of, it's supposed to be on the twenty twenty one. It's though. a day of mourning. <laughs> I'm wearing black. We're on to the NFL draft. It's a day of mourning and I will silently say goodbye. Vikings. It's literally fly supposed to be a fly. minute of mourning. You just interrupted a moment of silence. It's the magic of editing. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to edit it out. <laughs> oh. Alright. Love you. See you. Bye. Kisses. Bye-bye.